Just just don't say anything. Just let me get through it. Yes, this is a actual real episode. Let's see if I remember how to do this. <clears throat> hello, hello. The Bar Star Podcast is a show that aims for something a little different. It's hosted by a drummer who thinks he's a musician. But let's be honest. I know and you know that drummers are not musicians, right? Or are they? Hang on a second. Who wrote this crap? This is garbage. Nobody's going to listen to a show put on by somebody they haven't heard of. Stupid. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. That's right, a new one. After eight months, nine months, seven months, you assist his ass. Who's counting at this point? Doesn't really matter. I finally have a new show. Uh, my last episode was with Danny Murphy. My Louisville people will know him. That was a great episode. I thought it was great to hang with Danny and get him on some sort of internet thing other than fucking YouTube, because God love him, that's all he does, but uh, you guys were awesome with that episode, and I think you're going to take this episode as well. Before I get into it though, a little quick uh, recap, I am alive, I didn't die, I didn't melt in the Tampa sun, although it I came close a couple times, it's fucking hot down here, yeah, it's really fucking hot down here, and that orange fuckball in the sky does not play around. But I am alive. Everything's cool. I've just been trying to get my life in order, figure out what we're doing, figure out what we're not doing. Uh, as most of you that follow me on social media, you know I am in a new band. Uh, that band is called Soul Circus Cowboys. There will be an episode very, very soon with the entire band. We are going to talk about all kinds of stuff, how they found me. Um, all good stuff went from playing hardly at all to gigging every weekend and working full-time just like I've always done so mentally I'm I'm kind of back where I was before Rona hit uh still getting used to the area down here it's very very large very spread out and that orange fuck ball it's just a bitch however however being that it's December as of right now today is December 14th 2021 it was 84 degrees today so i uh i am digging that i don't like that fucking winter shit but anyway enough about that today on the show i am hanging with my buddy lance eric uh, i had lance on about a year ago maybe a year and a half hell it could be almost two years at this point you guys know my timeline memory sucks but lance had reached out to me he's got some issues going on with some of the founding members of the band Bang Tango, which is the band that he currently plays bass in, as well as his other band, Color of Chaos. So he reached out to me to give his side of the story, so to speak. Um, I shouldn't even say that. It's not really his side of the story. It's more, it's more his opinion on what he thinks about the whole situation. Some people have been talking shit about him. 
And uh, Lance Eric is not necessarily somebody to talk shit about because newsflash, in case you didn't already know, he don't give a fuck. His cardio in the morning is running out of fucks to give. He does not care. So it's just kind of ironic that somebody would just say a bunch of negative shit without even ever talking to Lance or hearing his side of the story. So he reached out to me and he said, hey, I want to come on your show. I've got some people that have been asking me to to rebuttal, rebuke, in the name of Jesus. Sorry, I just came out of nowhere. To uh, give his side of the story or his opinion of what's been going on. And he said, no, I uh, I will reach out to my buddy Steven and the Bar Star podcast. And that's what he did. So this intro is going to be kind of short, not because I don't have a lot to say, but because I'm going to save the stuff about me for the Soul Circus Cowboys episode, which will be coming soon. And the only cheap plug I will say is if you haven't checked out their music, because they are an original band. We are an original band. I say they because all the music was recorded before I got in the band. I am going to go in the studio with them. But if you haven't checked out their music, please make sure you do. There's a lot of really great songs it's one of the reasons why i fell in love with the band um they're on spotify you can follow them on all the social media stuff and youtube there's a lot of videos on youtube Uh, in fact we're shooting a video for one of our tunes party at the barn uh i think oh shit actually it's this weekend wow but we'll get to all that next week so my cheap plug about my new band out of the way here is my conversation, and uh, it's a pretty damn good one, but here is my conversation with my buddy, Lance Eric. So, uh, wait, before we do this again, you're in Arizona, right? Oh, yeah, yeah remember that? I know. Well, that's why I'm doing it now, just so Where'd I can you think I was? Where'd you think I was from? Hey, originally, no, Vegas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I thought you were in Vegas. I don't know why I thought you were in Vegas. But what city are you in in Phoenix? In you are actually in Phoenix. Well, yeah, let's say Peoria. I'm in Peoria. Same. It's like a suburb of Phoenix. Right. That's kind of how it is here in Tampa. There's Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, blah, blah, blah. It's all the same shit, essentially. So... How are you? Are you good? Are you well? Doing you well, look man. Good. You look you, man. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing well. I'm just just staying busy, staying busy with the all the band stuff and work work a day job as well. Oh, you're working a day job too? Yeah, electrician. Oh. So, stay right. busy. Well, that's we we have that in common because we both do that shit. Because we were actually gonna, huh? You are electrician? Hell yeah. no. No, we both work a day job and do bullshit. <laughs> you don't want me doing electric stuff, dude. I will fuck it all up. Dude, I did. It's all hands-on shit, man. I haven't had no training. <laughs> don't tell my don't tell my bosses, but I won't tell them anything. But I I've known you long enough. You're a pretty smart cookie. I'm pretty it's, sure it's, you can figure anything out. It's fun. It's actually cool shit. It's it's use your brain and it's not too difficult, but it's a good prof- it's a good profession out here to. Yeah, it's it's lucrative, for yeah, sure. Yeah, don't and don't fry your fingers off. I wear gloves for everything, dude. My whole life, I've always <laughs> worn gloves. Everybody looks at me, what the fuck are you wearing gloves for? And then, and then they touch, they shake my hand. They go, damn, they're so soft. <laughs> I go because I wear fucking gloves, man. 
I don't, I don't, I don't have that problem. People shake my hand and they're like, "What do you do for a living?" I play drums. I beat on circles with wooden sticks. You're not a club drummer either. No, I did. I tried that shit years ago. Um, the actual sticks I use are. Uh, well, Vader makes a version called uh, the Nude series, which I switched to Vader. I guess I don't know eight, nine, ten years ago. But at Promark used to have one called the Natural. Um, and when Diadario or Diadrio, however you say it, bought out Promark, they changed all their tooling so their sticks. I went through two bricks of sticks in a month. Now everybody knows me personally knows I hit hard, but that's a little ridiculous. So I switched. But the the point of the natural and the nude is they don't have a gloss finish on them, so they're actually a little rougher on your hands, but they're easier to grip. I don't drop sticks very often because of it. I know Vader. It, about twenty years ago, I made a uh, a cup holder. I built this mic stand. It was, went all these crazy different ways out of a, a, a plumbing uh, pipe and right. it came down. And then what I wanted to do is wanted to mount these cup holders, beer holders. Right. I actually took this thing on tour before to the mic stand itself. And I found these clips that were really badass and they were on the Vader stick holder cup. Oh, I think I've that seen that little one. You clamp and you twist it and it tightens yeah. up. Yeah, I've so I that. called Vader and I couldn't find anything that matched it. Though I was like, "This is the most perfect design," and what I did was I took that off and I welded that to my cup holder, which was a an exhaust pipe. Oh, it was nice exhaust pipe scraps. And then I, you know, I, I I lasered out iron crosses out of them, and it looked really cool. And I painted it, but I called Vader and I go, "Hey, man, um, I told him what I what I did. I was like, can I just?" buy like a bulk of, of these clips because I want to start doing that. Oh, what are you going to do? They were like really cool. Um, and I told them, they're like, oh, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, let me get back to you. And I never heard back. And I was like, ah, I kind of yeah. blew it off. Fucking like five years later, they're coming out with cup holders. I'm oh, like, motherfucker. Bastard. All they did was just stick the, I mean, you know, the, the stick holder, it's basically yeah. a cup. Yeah. They just widened it and shrunk it to make it hold a can. Damn it. But motherfuckers just I can't prove it, but idea. <laughs> can't prove it, but it's a little fishy. A little <laughs> fishy, Vader. Will, will this hold up in a court of law? No, not at all. So I let it go. <laughs> I'll just chalk that up to one another invention that I didn't pursue. Damn it, man! No, no, it's all right. I've I've grown past it. Well, I, I uh, I've known you for a while, and I don't think you have a problem with success. Wow, everybody could. Everybody wants more, don't they? Well, I didn't say you didn't want more. I just <laughs> said you're already successful. Uh, to some, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I guess being happy is successful. So. See, there you go. It's Amazing. success is all about how you define it. Exactly. So I wrote, yeah, I wrote a book on it, and I, one fucking day I'll get it published. Yes, people, I will eventually publish my book if somebody buys it. That's another story for another day. Huh? Did you write any more to it than last time? Well, yeah, I when I did um, the last time we you and I spoke, I because I went on tour with Delana. Yeah. Uh, um, when I came back, uh, which you you and I have, we've texted about it, but we haven't actually talked about it. You can probably identify. I had uh, bad tour depression. I always thought that tour depression was a joke. No, that shit's real. Now, granted, it only lasted about a week, and then I was over it. But you mean being back or being back and 
yeah, being back home and being doing normal shit and really wanting to be back out on the road. And even though it was only a short run, it was 12 days, 13 days, whatever the fuck it was. But, I mean, in those days, I was seven states, nine cities, and three, two shows in Canada. So it was just, it was a barrage of travel and shows and load in, load up the whole nine yards. You know how it goes. And when I got back, I was, man, I really want to go back on tour. This sucks. It's, it's what we dream of dude i mean yeah it's absolutely you and, I and any musician starting out wants to do and when you get a chance to do it you just always want to do it yeah and then you want to do it again so what yes so when i came back the 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 short version to answer your question is i decided to put the delana tour in the in the end of the book the words the end were written in in about i guess three or four months after i was back i kind of I sat down and I was kind of proofreading it because I was getting ready to start sending it off. Um, and then I said, no, I'm going to add the Delona tour because the, the way that the whole thing happened, meeting her at NAM and all that shit and then her stalking my pages and then hiring me to go on tour with her was, you don't really hear about that shit. Cause it, I mean, it happens more now because of YouTube and stuff, but she just happened to remember meeting me at NAM. So it was mm -hmm. kind of this weird, as we called it a, it was a musical romantic comedy without the romance. You know what I mean? So it was just weird. So I had to include that in the book. And then, of course, Rona hit, and I haven't really touched it since I moved um, because I've been trying to get my life down here figured out. So that's where the book right. is right now. Chapter one, the. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll give a spoiler away. The, the way... When I finally get it published, because I'm speaking positively, the very last line of the of what I had written, where the words underneath it would be the end, the words underneath it now say downloading. There you go. Eight dots or something, which I know proper English is three, but I did I did seven or eight dots, so it's it'll be a bonus chapter, so to speak. It's more positive. The, yeah, I think so. And the the the. The bulk of it, I mean, I shouldn't even say the bulk of it. The book itself is done. I could send it to a publisher now uh, or send it to an agent and try to get signed like I did before to my, because I have the new list of agents and the whole nine yards. But I really want to include that story because I think it's an awesome story. So I could send it without it or I could just go, well, I mean, because you can't send anything at the end of the year anyway. The end of the year and the beginning of the year are the worst two times to send anything to try to get an agent. It's just horrible. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll start fucking around with it in the spring and get it done and get it sent back out. That's the whole thing. Well, right on, man. So I look forward to that. Yeah, I do too. I actually, uh, um, it's, it's taken me a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um, but I can say if nothing else, if, uh, if it never gets quote unquote picked up by a professional house or whatever the fucking words are that you want to use, I can say that I did write a book from beginning to end. I did finish it. It is finished. It's finished now. Like I said, I just want to add that story to it. But a lot of people that even attempt to write one never finish them. So now the next goal is, okay, I finished the fucker. Now let's get it published. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. And then you just got to make sure you can pull it off. Most people can't. Yeah, you got to do the follow through. The follow through is the hardest part. <laughs> it is. I think it is. I, I, I try to get a cookbook going, man. That's That's tough. I forgot. About, I forgot you like to cook. I forgot about that. So it was a it was a cool concept idea, but now like a lot of people are coming out with kind of the same concept, but 
not really mine, but it's 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 hard to find somebody that they'll back it up. Right. You know? I I, I kind of have my first round of submissions. I have that. I face that because I'm mine's a quote memoir, so it's it's a very niche market. So there's a lot of people that passed on it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, let me rephrase that. There's 50 agents that passed on it, um, but I got 14 responses out of those 50, which apparently, according to all my research, is in the upper positive end of everything because normally they don't even respond to you and if they do they just say not interested but out of those 14 response or uh, what's the word not responses um damn it shit think brain <laughs> i well, can't i really can't think what they call it they they turn me down right. you know what word i'm looking for when i say they uh it turned you down. Wow, I can't think today. Anyway, out of rejections, that's what it was. Out wow. of the 14 rejections, nine of them were super positive and encouraging. So that made me feel even better. So I was like, okay, it doesn't suck. It's like not they gave you a pointer or something? Yeah. Oh, that's and, cool. And, yeah, and apparently when it comes to agent dealing with agents and publishing houses and stuff, that's apparently unheard of or mm -hmm. it's very rare. So that was kind of positive, which means, okay, cool. My shit doesn't suck. I, I actually kind of have a clue what I'm doing, or at least it Close. comes off like I have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, the, the Beatles got rejected how many times? Oh, yeah. Well, one of my <laughs> favorite authors, um, the, the, the sleeve on my arm is based off of her, uh, Laurel K. Hamilton. She, I saw a speaking thing with her a few years ago, and I think she counted her rejections, and she was rejected over 250 times. 250 times, and she did not give up. And now she's got 27 books in her series. But by the time her fourth book came out, as soon as they came out, that went number one on New York Times. So every time she puts one out now, it's number one seller every time and she never gave up so i'm not worried i just have to refocus now that i've got my life down here somewhat figured out that's where i'm at now you'll get it going man right on yeah, it is what it is i don't i'm done talking about me fuck that what's <laughs> going on with you sir i'm staying uh busy with the bands i got um uh my original band down here color of chaos going we just released our new single and video uh, uh so Cynical. Ah, I almost forgot the name of it. Um, <laughs> I have no notes in front of me. I'm going. To, I'm just going winging it. But uh, that's that video is going notes really crazy bullshit. right now. I know. I just and then I can't read my writing. And it's like, what am I going to do? <laughs> then it looks like I'm reading. And it's chicken scratch. <laughs> Who wrote this? Who wrote but yeah, we're we're you know I'm staying busy other than other than that and um, just dealing through getting back playing again. You know everything's opening back up. And, Right. So how was it um, in Arizona when everything started to open back? Are you guys fully open or, or what's the deal over there? Everything is fully opened. Um, the bigger venues are um, they're going back and forth. I don't think they even know what to do. They get these <laughs> guidelines. They get some guidelines that they want to follow. And like there's a there's a, a theater out here that the Color of Chaos plays quite a bit. Right. Uh, we opened up for a lot of nationals to come through. We just played with Buck Cherry, um, Great White, and Tommy Vex. Uh, everybody comes through here, and we basically open up for them. But they have a policy where you're supposed to wear a mask. And, right. But but now it's just you basically show your vaccination card, and you're fine. It's kind of the same here. It depends on 
the the I think down here what they're doing is it depends on the capacity of the venue, but you know that I'm not political at all, um, as do my listeners. But DeSantis or DeSantis, I think it's DeSantis is the governor of Florida. He kind of doesn't put up with a whole lot of bullshit. So a lot of the rules that have been applying to most of the rest of the country, he said, ah, fuck that. Um, now, that being said, I mean, everybody down here for the most part that I can tell um, being safe, they do the COVID checks um, for bigger events. If you go to an arena or something like that. Um, but as far as restaurants and, and uh, smaller venues, the, the, the bars and clubs I play in and all that kind of shit, nobody really gives a fuck. They don't really say anything. Same so I th- it's open. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know what to think anymore at this point. Um, I just go caught. Ca- you be cautious. That's all. What else, what else can you do? Oh yeah, you you have to be you have to be cautious. I'm cool with it because I'm a germaphobe anyway, man. I I was kind of totally fine with the whole shutdown. <laughs> I don't have to shake anybody's hand. They're booger fingers. I don't have to. Uh, you know I what I mean? Kinda, I was kind of fine with the whole shutdown because I didn't have to fucking talk to anybody. <laughs> that too, you know. Well, like, but then yeah. it but then it got weird because one of the reasons Stacy and, and my relationship is so amazing is because we never saw each other. And I don't mean that in a shitty way. It was just we had quantity time versus or sorry, quality time versus quantity time. So then when the whole shutdown happened, we kind of looked at each other and said, Are we gonna make it through this? Oh my god, this could be weird. But we're it's all good. That's it all the worked test. out. That's that's that is the, totally the test. It's the test and you you beat it. I did. I won. Yay. We we were joking about when the whole thing was officially over or whatever, which I don't know if there's ever going to be an officially over, but we were talking about the divorce rates and the baby rates spiking. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially well, that's, that's, the divorce rates. That's obvious. Well, yeah, because you think you go, what about all, like all the, it's not the best thought in the world, but like what about all the, the people who cheat? It's like now they can't cheat. They're, they're at oh, home. Yeah. Oh, yeah their spouse so they they can't <laughs> right it, well it's it's not about being a good thought or a bad thought it's a realistic thought right. and it's I'm, like, you can't do that no what about all the ones that stay together just two lives. Money? yeah yeah, well, yeah you can't have your two lives that's true that's a good point we're we're staying together for the kids <laughs> well we did it for the kids <laughs> fuck the kids by the you know by a year later like fuck the kids where's my oh, friend <laughs> Or as my buddy Christy says, fuck them kids. <laughs> but guess what? If you're staying together for the kids, they know now. They know what's up now. Wow, mom and dad really fucking hate each other. <laughs> wonder whose fault that is. <laughs> Little Timmy's fault. <laughs> Little Timmy. All right, so I know you've got um, Color of Chaos. Are you still with Bang Tango? Um, don't even know, to be honest with you. I've been the band... Uh, Total total of eighteen years. Um, I haven't. I I got a. I, I wish Joe a happy birthday, November first. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, and we kind of chatted briefly there, but I haven't really talked to him since uh, two thousand nineteen when we got home from the tour. Yeah, gotcha. um, Re- refresh my memory because I get hit in the head a lot. Joe's the lead singer, right? Joe stay lead singer. Okay, gotcha. Um, myself and then timmy russell was the drummer um my guitar player from uh color of chaos steve favela was actually the guitar player for the last couple of years okay and, I got uh, you. he went on tour with us and uh, the band actually sounded better than it's been in, in a very 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 long time right um, we're doing very well um starting to write 
you know, writing on their own. We did a two, we did a tour in 2019. Uh, we were out on tour for uh, six weeks with Faster Pussycat. I remember and, I remember t- texting you about that too, and congratulating you. That was a cool tour. It was. Well, let me rephrase that. I wasn't there. It looked like a cool tour. <laughs> yeah, I posted um, I posted pictures on our Instagram every single night of the crowds, and I mean, all but maybe a handful were sold out. I mean, it was right. really, really, really a good tour. I mean, we were killing it on merch. It was just an awesome time, man. I mean, Faster Pussycat, they're, they're brothers of ours. I mean, they're family. So it's always fun to go out with those guys. And um, we actually traveled in um, a brand new uh, Suburban. We it, it was luxury, to be honest with you, with us. Nice. I mean, we hired a driver who all he did was drive. And we had hotels every single night. So we oh, could get up cool. and be fresh every morning. You're not... On the bus, and those guys, the Fast Brisket guys, had a bus, and they always travel on a bus. But right. I, I felt that we traveled very well on this one, um, and uh, it was just, it was the crowds were amazing. The crowds were crazy. We just did really, really well on that one. It was a fun tour. Nice. Now that was that was in 2019, right? Yeah, it was a uh, summer of 2019. Yeah. Gotcha. Because I do remember seeing some of that. Because you and I randomly stalk each other on on uh, on the social. I like we your check- stuff. <laughs> I like your stuff too. <laughs> oh my god, you're so cute. <laughs> I wish I could like it twice. I wish I could heart it with a with a sparkle, sparkle right. heart. Yeah, you're going too far. All right, fair <laughs> enough. You right. You right. No sparkle hearts. No, nah, but that was a, it. Was a, it was a, it was awesome. It was a good. It was probably one of the most successful tours I've been on since I've been in the band, um, just crowd-wise and monetarily-wise, and uh, just all around. Everybody's getting along. It was killer. Nice. Now, did uh, and this is an obvious question that I'm sure you've heard of fifty times in the last year at least. Did did the thing in two thousand? Did the tour in two thousand nineteen not resume in twenty because of the? pandemic or was it nah. just kind of circumstance we do no it was just it ended in october no august maybe something like that um we basically do those long tours in the summer so oh gotcha okay ended in the summer um tammy uh, from faster he puts together those tours and he he just likes to go out for six seven eight weeks in the, every summer and that's it so okay gotcha we don't usually we'll do scattered shows in, in the winter and stuff like that but it's mostly those longer ones in the summer that makes sense because he doesn't and i don't want to make this about him this is just my my brain the way my brain works he doesn't he own a couple of businesses in vegas or something jamie yeah not that i know of okay i could be wrong but i I mean i've known him for a long time but i don't think so i trust you more than i trust my brain i read so much shit and i i see so much shit and not that all of it's necessarily bad shit it's just using shit as a blanket statement i get confused about what i read um and go did i actually fucking read that so okay because i didn't know if he because i remember at one time there was a few guys that were um like obviously i know tammy and ricky owned cat house a bazillion years ago i'm not talking about that um but i think that there was somebody that was opening a club somewhere for example the, the guy that does um counting cars danny coker he owns count 77 Mm-hmm. Um, or count 
whatever the name of that club is, but he's in a band called Count 77 and all that kind of shit. So he's got his hands in a bunch of shit. So I didn't know if if Tammy was involved in something like that or not, because it seems like a lot of the guys that that did some stuff back in the day and have moved to Vegas, it's almost DJ Asp was another one. He was Guns N' Roses guitar player, and now he's 6 a.m., and he's got Ashba Media, and he's, he's got, um, he just came out with a new EDM record, or at least two or three songs. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like everybody that lives in Vegas has their hands in a bunch of shit. That's, I guess, well, he maybe still lives that, in, He still lives in Hollywood, though. Tammy does? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm just. You think, you think, you think everybody moves to fucking Vegas? You're right, <laughs> actually. <laughs> If you don't know where they live, ah, they live in Vegas. Fuck them, they live in Vegas. No, he, no I know. No, maybe it's, maybe it's because I secretly want to move to Vegas. I have no idea. <laughs> it's nice. That would get me in a lot of trouble if I live there, though. But uh, now he's he, all those guys. They still live in. They still live right next to each other in Hollywood. Okay, gotcha. Right there, I'm, right there. I'm clearly the thinking of. Gotcha. I'm clearly thinking of somebody else. Yeah. And I'll leave that in so I can throw myself under the bus. It makes people laugh. Yeah, it's, it's comedy relief. I, yes, I will always uh, laugh at myself. So, um, I have a uh, uh, a question um, that I meant to ask you the very, uh, not the very last time, the, the only time we did a show, the last time you were on here. How did the whole, because you said you were in um, Bang Tango for the last 18 years, and I, I remember you telling me that, which it wouldn't have been 18 years, a couple of years ago when we did our show, but how did that whole reunion thing even come about? How did it get off the ground? Uh, Do you in, remember? In, oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> I like the giggle. Oh, of course I do. I was there, fucker. It'll be, it'll be in my book. <laughs> um, 2009 was their 20th anniversary. And that's, uh, you know, I was in the band already a handful of years by then, and we were doing well. And it, the band wasn't doing well when I joined. Gotcha. Um, it was just... I was, it was like a cool opportunity for me. I was just only a local guy here in Phoenix. So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. So between Timmy and I and, and Joe, we built the band up to be, you know, really, really good. It had a bad reputation. It had a, a reputation of we're just a bunch of partiers and drunks and, 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 and that. And we switched agents by that time when we, um, we were with a new agent who was, who's really great. Amazing gotcha. agent. And, um, Maybe so, I need an agent. Yeah, they they oh, make sorry, a difference. Squirrel. They make a difference. <laughs> so they, um, uh, you know, the original guitar player Mark uh, Knight, he um, he was pushing for a reunion, and they did a reunion show. They did it was like a cat house reunion. Um, they put together some show, and they were one of the bands that did. And it was cool. I'm all for it. What, what do I care? Right. It doesn't it doesn't bother me? You know. I mean, it's like that's. The original members. I mean, they, it's, it's the reason why I have I, I have a position in a band with them is because of the stuff that they wrote back in the day. I'm cool with it. I didn't have any issues with coming back and doing some shows. Fuck it, man. I'll even tech for you. I don't give a shit. Um, so they did a show here and there, and then and Mark was after that was trying to push for a whole reunion tour. Right. And Joe's like, you know, Joe's like going, man, I'm. You guys quit in 95, you know? It's like, I've been with the guys I'm with for a long time. I'm not going to just throw them to the curb just because you want to come back and, and play Rockstar, you know? Right. So it never really happened. And I think that Mark Knight, or maybe even the the other guys, I don't know any of the original guys other than Mark. 
and um, I think that they thought I was responsible for it because Joe kept with me and Timmy. We had revolving guitar players throughout the whole 18 years, but um, and then you know, fast forward a couple years later, we invite Mark to we we were we were we we played the first three years four years of Rocklahoma, and so they were having their big. I think it was a it was a 10 year reunion. I now, think it was 2016. Uh, quick question: Rocklahoma is that thing Eddie Trunk hosts every year? I know he doesn't put it on, but he hosts it every year, right? Eddie Trunk hosts everything. Every I know he hosts everything, but yes. he always makes a big deal out of Rocklahoma because he gets so many bands. It is well, yeah. It's it's four days, yeah, huge. Okay. Just every band you can think of plays it, and it's 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 a big deal. It's huge, right? Um, and we, like I said, we played the first four years. By, back then, it was all '80s style bands. Now it's it's been so old, and it's big corporate bands. Like you know, Rob Zombie played the night we just played. And, gotcha. Uh, so in 2016. They asked us to come back because we were one of the original bands playing, and we were on the main stage with Pop, Evil, 6AM, uh, Megadeth, Rob Zombie, and Disturbed. So it was all five of those bands. Damn, yeah. dog. And we opened up the night. And it, yeah, it was, it was awesome. You. It was really, really badass. Fucking so, rock star, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I was I was a fan that night. I was on stage all night, on the side, watching every, every oh, band Oh, you got play. to watch everybody from side stage? Oh yeah, dude! It oh, was it was amazing. That. It was cool. I was hanging out. I mean, I was a fan that night with that for everybody. With love, so, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got some cool. I got some cool pictures from it, but so nice. you know, I we Joe and I put the idea out there. Why don't we get Mark Knight to come up and play, play with us? Original member, right? Does anybody really care if the original for Bang Tango comes out when we're playing Rob Zombie Night? Probably not. But it was a cool idea. Right, and so we had, you know, the way that we do, it, we always have a big show at the end of the week, and we do shows leading up to it. And I, you know, I've been talking to Mark, saying, "Okay, do you want to do any of these shows leading up to this big date?" He didn't want to do it; he just wanted to do the big show, Rocklahoma. It's like, okay. He goes, "Well, how much are you getting paid?" I said, "Well, that doesn't matter because it's kind of a budget thing. What I'm going to offer you, and I offered him quite a bit of money. I thought." And we were going back and forth, and he's just like, he didn't ask about any of the songs. He just kept asking about the money. And I was like, listen, this is all I can do for you. I was putting them up at the Hard Rock Casino, paying them really well, um, playing flights to and from, and then pay them, you know, a good amount of money for just playing right. four or five songs. Right. And then um, he ultimately just said, I'm going to pass. And I go, okay, that's cool, man. I go, Quite honestly, we don't make a ton of money, so it's really it was a lot of it was more the money than I was going to make on that particular show. Right. Whatever. It was a lot of money. I thought, um, and I said, "That's cool, man. I I respect your self worth. Maybe some other time in the future." And he thought he was like, "Okay." And then he went online and and he he said that he pulled out. He goes, oh, "I'm pulling out of Rocklahoma because all the original members weren't involved and and all this shit." I'm like, "He fucking lying dick." <laughs> and, and so right under his post i put our screenshots and i go dude all you cared about was the money man and then he got real mad and, and was like why are you posting our personal conversation i go because you're lying dude and you're throwing us all under the bus so they really didn't have anything him and his wife were getting on there and kind of yelling at me and it, whatever it doesn't matter you know so since then 
it's just been kind of ugly on their part. I could care less what they call me, but they're constantly online, him and his wife. And his wife talks through his Facebook, so it says Mark Knight, but you know, I know it's her because she uses a lot bigger words than Mark Knight uses. <laughs> He's kind of more broken up in a hillbilly sense, you know. I mean, they they both have the mentality of a Walmart reader from West Virginia, so it's... it's, it's <laughs> No offense, West Virginia. I apologize. That's just the first flex I can think of right now. But <laughs> That's funny. you know, it, it's just it's just what they they were doing, and and the whole 2019 tour, they were really pushing for this reunion to to happen again, and they were bad mouthed to me, bad online. I'm sitting there. I mean, they were like fat shaming me and like calling me just calling me everything. It was just so adolescent, right. It, it didn't bother me, but I'm just sitting there going, geez. And Joe, you know, I'm a singer. He was just like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And so we get off tour, and, you know, to my surprise, Joe got talked into doing a reunion. <laughs> he came to me oh. after, and it was one of the most successful tours we've ever done, you know, in every way. And he uh, he said, uh, I'm going to go work with the original members. And I was like, you got to be kidding me after all this. He goes, yeah, and I, I kind of told him, I was like, I I think it's a dumb move, and I think you're going to fall flat on your face. I was not obviously supportive of it whatsoever, and he's like, right. you know, thanks, man. You know, So he went off, and I didn't talk to him, and I kind of would would get updates here and there from people about what they're doing. They, they did a nice photo shoot, and they all looked good in their new fucking clothes, and, you know, and they booked a... They booked a show at the Whiskey. in their new clothes. Yeah, they got all nice clothes. I think one of them had some nice white jeans. And they, they look good, hey, man. I they looked like I wore white jeans the other day. You shut up. Oh, I'm just saying. I don't think hey. these guys ever had white jeans before. Just, <laughs> they look good, man. They got hats. You know, they look they looked like rock stars. It was cool. It was a good photo shoot. Gotcha. But they booked a show at the Whiskey, which... Bang Tango, we've played the whiskey every twice a year since I've been in the band. Right, the band's basically from there, and we always do well there. It's it's always close to sold out if it's not sold out. Right. So they booked a show there in January, just before the pandemic in 2020, and I saw over you know with with over the internet, I saw the whole show, and it was, in my opinion, very sad. <laughs> it was horrible it was it was a bunch of guys that are not playing for each other they're playing for their individual selves they not each other they walked out with full lights on no intro started the song ended every single i mean there was no show there was tons of feedback from all the guitars joe's mic went out and and i've been with joe for you know 18 years i know every look that joe gives and he usually me those looks because i'm kind of the 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 band coordinator like if something goes wrong in the band if timmy fucks up or if i fuck up or anybody messes up he yells at me you know on stage so right i know his looks and i was seeing his looks and he was not happy he was not happy on that stage and the songs just didn't sound good it was just it was sad you know it was it was sad to me, but it was also kind of like, ha ha. Yeah, right. 
but more sad because that all the work that Timmy and I put into it is just like it came to this. And I'm like, oh, it would bum me out. Right. And I really wasn't there to go ha ha or, or go, I told you so. No, but, but you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in, even though I wasn't there. There's a part of what we do um as musicians, as entertainers, and as businessmen. I mean, some of us the, the levels of each individual are different. Your your level's different than mine, yada yada yada. But what I'm getting at is there's a part of us that can't help it because you you think to yourself, dude, I fucking told you not to do that. I fucking told you. I told mm-hmm. you what was gonna happen and you didn't listen. So on the one hand, you're going, oh, God, I can't believe you did that. That's so sad. And on the other hand, you're going, hm, fucking told you. You know what I mean? I don't think we can help doing that. I can't help it. And yeah. I try not to do that. You mostly do it in the back of your head. <laughs> you, you oh, know, you're just right. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and, and it is what it is. But, you know, and he's Mark's on online going, that was a great show, man. It was sold out. And, and I know people were there. It wasn't sold out. I'm like, come on, dude. Right. And and then, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and obviously nobody really played at all. So there was a big pause in everything. and everything. A year goes by and still nothing. They were they were booked at M3 of this year when M3 was having this a big festival in Maryland, which gotcha. we, we Bang Tango has played every year. It's probably the nicest festival. We were just so well taken care of there and, and very well respected. It's. Bang Tango is taken care of just as well as the Scorpions and Vince Neil. I mean, they're just awesome. It's an awesome. It's one you don't want to mess with. You don't want to right be stupid about. And they pulled out of it, you know, after all the posters and promotions and everything. They pulled out of it very late because they said that Mark said I should say they Mark said that um, because of the egos of the other bands, they pulled out. Huh. They got pushed down in the time slot. Well, he, they're not realistic. He's not really. I mean, it, it, the band is Bang Tango. It is what it is. Right. To, to me and the rest of the guys in the band, it's it's a huge band, and I get it. But it's not huge compared to Lita Ford and Night Ranger and Queensrÿche and all these bands that are on the stage with us. Does right. he think that he should go on after those bands? That's the unrealistic of. The unrealism of Mark Knight is what it is, really. No, and I got you. That makes just, sense. You know, he, he thinks that they're going to go out on a tour. He thinks the tour bus is going to pull up to every one of their houses, pick him up and all their gear. Every band member is going to have a tag, and they're going to drive <laughs> around the country and make millions of dollars and come home. It's just not – it doesn't do that. It do, it's it, just not how it works. Not Especially not anymore. It used to work that way. Sure. Years ago, a lot bigger than than us, really. But they couldn't do what we do. They couldn't get in a van and travel for six weeks around this country and do what we do. It's hard, man. You've done it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's it's, it's it takes a shit. And you're right there with those guys. Everybody, you got to be able to get along. You got to be able to push. It's just even just getting older. It's hard to do. You know, it's it's not easy for anybody to do it, let alone somebody getting older. And somebody has never done it, quite frankly. Those guys have never done it. They quit right. in 95. They would do shows here and there, drive out to Phoenix or Temp or Tucson or Salt Lake City and then come home. I mean, they never, they've never done a tour like that. Right. So they're just, he's unrealistic when it comes to that. He, he it, couldn't do it. 
Right. It's funny you said that about being able to hang and stuff. Oh, by the way, I, I got my other computer up. Finally. I don't know what the hell it was doing. It needed some Viagra or some shit. Um, because one of my favorite rock and roll stories, quote unquote, rock and roll stories, um, Scott Ian told this in an interview. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to misquote the guy. But the, the gist of it was is when they were hired looking for a new singer for Anthrax back in the day. Um and I forget which one is which. I don't remember if Joey Belladonna was first or John Bush was first. It doesn't matter. But whichever one was replacing the other one, Anthrax was out on the West Coast, and this guy was in New York on the East Coast. And they brought him out for a week. They flew him out, whole nine yards. And they hung out with him for four days straight, didn't play a lick of music, didn't do anything, didn't go to the rehearsal spot or nothing. And then they finally go on the fifth day. And, of course, he got the gig, obviously, but they were getting ready to – to uh, drop him off at the airport, and he he looks at Scott and he says, "Well, I did. I'm not complaining at all because the the trip was amazing. We hung out for five days, blah blah blah." He said, "But why did we wait till the last day to to play together?" And Scott looked at him and said, "I know you can fucking sing. That wasn't the issue. I had to make sure I could stand being in a fucking bus with you <laughs> for weeks on end. I had that's to make smart. sure you were a decent human. Hell yeah, it's fucking smart." And again, I'm paraphrasing, but that's the gist of the story. And I I remember hearing that going. Wow, that's so fucking true. Well, even when we brought other, we bring other people in um, to kind of audition, whatever. But you bring them in, they're like, okay, what what should I learn? I'm like, don't learn anything. Should I bring my guitar? Don't even bring your guitar. <laughs> Let's just yeah. fucking hang out, hang out for a couple hours and chill, and then the next one, and let's jam. Yeah, you know? I mean, you gotta be able to get along with them. You 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 have to be. I mean, there's there's a. There's definitely a point of business, um, and if you're a hired gun for a one-off or a two-off, that's a completely different thing because you're just you're showing up, you're doing some tunes, you're getting paid, and you're leaving. You're never going to see those people again, um, mm. as a general rule. But if you're going to be in a revolve, uh, not revolving, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow, I suck at this podcasting thing. Start a podcast. I told myself, I can't even fucking talk today. <laughs> if you're going to be in a recurring band situation where it's the same members all the time whether you eventually become a quote official member or not is irrelevant if it's going to be multiple shows back to back to back you should make sure that you can stand that person that's coming in it it's, sucks otherwise some people it doesn't matter some people could get along some people look at it as well it's only a few weeks out of the year i just i'll just suck it up and so it's it, to me that would be that would be tough because we hang out. I mean, we hang out after the show. You know, we you know before Joe was sober, we we you know we go have a couple of beers after the show. You know, and hang out with the fans. I mean, we hang out. We're friends. I mean, we're right. at home. We you know it's just same thing. And, but um, some people it doesn't matter. No, I I, I get that. I, I guess I sh I should say for me at least, I think it matters because I'm of the firm belief that, and like you, I've been doing this forever. I am of the firm belief that if you get along with somebody and you can read somebody and you can, if you can talk without talking, musically I'm speaking of, especially on stage, if you can talk without talking, I don't give a shit what anybody says, your band's going to be better. It's just oh, going to be. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's what I was saying before, how the band has sounded, hasn't sounded better is, is with, well, Timmy and I played together obviously for 18 years. Right. We kind of we, you know, we we we're one we're one we're one person up there, and you know, 
how important the bass player is to you as a drummer. Absolutely. Um, and then with adding Steve Favela on guitar, I played with him for, you know, since 2014, we started um, the local band here in Color of Chaos. So I played with him. And plus, I've known Steve Favela for almost 30 years, just being in the in the circuit down here in Phoenix. Right. He's We've been good friends forever. So it's just, yeah, exactly. You can sit there and just read each other and, and that it came together so easy and the band sounded so good we were doing songs that were kind of difficult we were actually doing more songs that were b-sides and things like that we were bringing out that the fans a lot of the fans wanted to hear and they were a little more difficult especially for me because i'm i'm not a kyle kyle bass player kyle kyle is insane right to, to, to the fans that, i mean the, the band that, that know and just know him in general he's he's an insane bass player very tough almost imp to me impossible to to emulate right um or imitate but um even when joe asked me to join the band i was a i was a fan of this band bang tango as a kid i mean i remember um the band on mtv going man and and, and just, i was starting to be a bass player and just looking at that looking at the bass player and going i mean he's the reason why i started playing specter basses is because of kyle kyle as a kid so Nice. I was just like, and when he asked me to play, I was like, fuck no, dude. I can't do that shit. <laughs> I go, I'm going to get a little bit of your ridiculous. fucking mind. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, some, you know, some crazy fan's going to take me out like Dimebag, you know, that thinks I took the band down and I got I replaced Kyle Kyle or something. But, um, I, you know, I joined the band and I did what I did and I kind of did it in my own way and not, nobody complained. Right. So, I, I hold my own on the, in that department. I'm not. I'm nowhere near what what uh, Kyle Kyle is, and I'm sure he is to this day. I haven't heard him in a long time, but I'm sure he's just as great as he was then. So. Well, I, I've seen you play, and I I think you've played only one or two songs with me. I think we've only jammed once or twice. Um, and I've seen enough of you playing. You're you're a fucking monster, and you you can just. Just say thank you. Don't even rebuttal me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, it's easy. I mean, you're one of the best drummers I've ever seen, so it's probably uh, it's a lot easier to do that. Yeah, to, well, to play with that. Whatever. I'm a fucking hack. No, I'm, I'm not saying that just because, dude. I'm, I'm serious. I played a lot of drummers. You, you, you're insane. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. it. I appreciate it. Well, I, I, I don't want to talk about me. Uh, so, what what do you think the next step is then? I mean, how do you how do you put a stop to well, he basically call it what it is blatant bullshit because he's he's lying about you. How do you how do you fucking stop somebody from doing that? Because that's the that's the the ugly side of the now ever present social media. You don't really stop it. You, you I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's going on for some reason. He just doesn't want to go away and and just go okay it didn't work i mean he's self i mean he admitted himself that he doesn't even sound like those original records and that's what i told him i was saying before i mean the guy's got he's a blues player and he he's he doesn't even have the gear to make it sound like those original members and you know even when they did that reunion in 2009 i'm like these guys don't sound like with i mean it just they have different influences over the years i mean they haven't done bang tango since 95 Right. So they've changed influences and all that stuff. They don't sound like it. And he admitted that, you know. And but he's he's he went on a couple of interviews and 
and just he's basically said it's broken up now that the reunion imploded because oh i got you uh because somebody in the band didn't want to uh do any more shows he said oh we had all this we had european tours we had these cruises set up all these high profile shows and one member didn't want to do it he wasn't naming who it was huh but the thing is is i know people right and i know that he's full of shit <laughs> <laughs> they're, not even, they're not being offered that stuff nobody cares when they right. initially were when they initially were reuniting and they were trying to book shows I handle the business other than the booking the shows. I was the t- tour manager. So I know all of these promoters of all these clubs for, for all these years I've been dealing with personally. And I know them personally. They're all on my phones. We talk. Some of them we, st- we talk all the time. Right. They become friends. So when they started trying to book these shows, they were calling me going, what the fuck is this Bang Tango thing going on? And I go, ah, they're trying to do original thing. He goes, well, they're, they're asking for $10,000 a show. And that's fucking ridiculous man i mean <laughs> we're not we're not that level i mean it's just unreal again it'd be unrealistic and they're just laughing and and of course they never got a show they right. never got one show after that whiskey show so after the whiskey show they're sitting there going wow we're big shots now let's let's uh let's get all these demands together let's get our right they didn't even know what a rider was how the fuck do you not know what a rider is you know, the, the agent was like, well, what do you want on your rider? And I got, what's a rider? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. They've just been out of it. Wow. No, no fault to them. They haven't, that's not what they do, but don't, right. again, I am appreciative of what they've done. I have a job because of those first handful of records that they did. I don't have any animosity towards these guys, even though they're still talking shit about me, calling me fat and, I think I've lost a couple of pounds, but I think you have too, actually, now that you bring that up. <laughs> so it's it's just it's weird that they still got that, but they 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 just think that I'm the one stopping it. And it's like, well, I'm not you're asking me to step aside and you come over here and play rock star and then me go away and lose my job, basically. So I'm not enthused about that, but it didn't it just didn't work for. Them. Right. There's. um I've heard, and I can't cite examples because my memory blows sometimes. But I, I've I've heard of this kind of thing before, where two members of of, of a band will will reform years later. It doesn't matter how long it is. We'll just call it years later. And then when there's a smidge of success, doesn't matter how much it is. It could be, I don't know. They're making four grand a night, whatever the hell it is. After a decade or two of not making anything or not doing anything. And then the original members kind of go, Hey, I want to come back because they think it's bigger than it is. And it's, well, it doesn't really work that way. It's part of it's part of that's my fault because on that last 2019 tour, those posts were meant for them that I was doing on our, our Instagram page every single night. I took, I went to the crowd and I took a crowd shot right. and it was every, every night was packed. And I was posting it. Another sold out show. Another sold. Another near sold out. Another sold out every night. And I and it was mostly for them to see we to were killing. See what's it. going on? Right. I'm looking it up right now. I'm not ignoring you. Is it your yeah. page or the Bang Tango page? Bang Tango. It's um. There's a there's one Bang Tango page, and then there's the one that they started. I think it's called 
psycho cafe on Instagram or something. But that's the one they started, which is it's right, only yours got like is, yours is Bang Tango, the one I've been following for a while because your Correct. your mug is all over it. Uh, yeah, and I know I've so, seen these pictures. I'm just going to go back and look. So if, if you scroll back to 19, there's just a bunch of crowd shots, and they were all. It was every single night, and I, you know, and I just I would post those just to go look what we're doing, you know, and and honestly, oh yeah, like that one. That's a good yeah. one. Honestly, this the band was not doing well when I started, and without the help of Timmy and I, they honestly wouldn't have anything to come back to. Right. Uh, again, to 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 echo what you're saying without sounding condescending or douchey, I've seen it before, and it's on the one hand on your side. That's a. I don't know if I if you can actually make that out, but that's a great picture. Yeah, tree. I know that place. That's trees. I love Dallas. that picture. I love that one, and then I really, really dig this one of your drummer. It's a good one. Ah, oh, Tim, yeah. That's our backdrop, too. We had a logo that we came up with here. You changed, the, changed it from the original logo, right? It's a little bit altered, Slightly. but yeah. Um, nobody uh, owns it. Right, but what I was, what I was going to say is the, the um, it becomes – this is just my opinion. You may agree or disagree. It becomes a – it's a catch twenty two for the people that get hired to do something, um, because on the one hand it's oh shit I've been a fan of these people or oh I know who that is I really respect him whatever the case may be, you get hired to do a job, and then there's a resurgence because the new people come and breathe new life into what it was, whether it's a a band or just a single record whatever the case may be in your in your particular case we're talking about a band, but you and Timmy breathe new life into what Joe had going on and then brought it to the next level. And then everybody else wants to get all butthurt about it. And I hate to use the word fair, but it's almost not fair to go, well, they redid it. So now I want back in. Well, no, motherfucker, you quit years ago. It's like, it's like you have a business, a guy, an employee quits 20 years ago, you move on. And now that employee from 20 years ago says, I want my job back. Can you fire those guys and give me my job back? Right. Or well, no. Or, or wants to come back in a higher position. It doesn't either, work that way. Either way. Either way. Yeah. And and again, Mark Knight was uh, asked back. When we had um we had Rowan Robertson in the band for a good five years. Um I said, dude, I mean Rowan, I mean if you know Rowan, I mean from Dio, um, he was the seventeen year old guitar player that joined Dio back in the nineties. Um, oh, I know, our, ta- I, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was our guitar player for about five years, six years maybe. And during that time, I was like, man, if we get Mark Knight back and have the two of these guys, it would be awesome. And he turned that down. He didn't want that. Anyway, anything to do with that. So he's just he, – he, he doesn't want it, but I think he doesn't want anyone else to have it either. I, I once told um, – actually, I've told a lot of people this, but – I, I once told my wife that when we first started dating, because I was the first musician she dated, I once told her she likes the idea, and a lot of women are like this, by the way, the, the switch either goes off or it doesn't. Stacy's switch clearly went off because we're still together. A lot of women like the idea of dating a musician till they fucking have the reality of dating a musician. <laughs> You're laughing because yep. you agree with me. Oh, I but know. I, that, yeah. But I also think that is in that can be moved to a lot of different places. So to me, 
it sounds to me like besides the fact that if I can't have it, nobody else will. He likes the idea of being a bang tango, but he doesn't want the reality of putting the work in. The work for sure, but he just doesn't know what it's what it takes right. to do this right now. It's not like it was in the nineties, or you know, or late eighties. No, or it's late eighties. It's just not. It's 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 hard. It's hard work, man. It's 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 no sleep, eating shitty. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's 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 not easy to do, and you really have to love what you do do. And I'm not saying he doesn't love what he does, but he plays in a little town next to L.A. where he lives, and he plays plucks his guitar in, and he sings the blues. You know, it's like it's a whole different world, man. It's just not what you see on MTV right now or right. YouTube at this point. But he's I'm not saying he's he's not work, he wouldn't want to work at it. It's just he doesn't know what it's all about anymore. Right. He, he couldn't do it. I know he couldn't do it. I don't know any of them guys that could do it. One of the guys owned their own business, so they couldn't even really tour. Gotcha. You know, they're all they're all just kind of those. I hate to say L.A. types because I know a lot of them, and and not the successful ones, but the ones that sit in the back of the club with their arms crossed, going, "I could do that better." You know, oh, looking yeah. up at us on stage, going, "Yeah, they're, they're all right. I could do that better." You know, it's just they don't. They're bitter. Right. You know what I call that stance, don't you? What? That's the impress me, bro stance. Yeah. You know what I mean, then. Of and course their I do. And their girlfriends are looking up at us, and I'm like, well, you know, there she's looking over here at us while you're sitting there pouting, you little baby. <laughs> and, so and, they're, they're a little bit. I mean, I'm up here getting paid, and you're not. So I'm taking your chick, and I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens sometimes, but it does. They did. We did a. Um, Drew uh, Fortier, he did a the documentary on Bang Tango, came out a few years ago, and he spent he spent a lot of years with us filming. Right. Um, he 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 did a lot of a, a lot of footage on us. Um, he went around and, and interviewed uh, all the original guys, other rock stars that wanted to talk, um, actors and things that that pertain to the band and things like that. And he got a lot of interviews and. What was funny, which I, the funniest part of that whole thing, it's kind of behind, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but because it was, might have been confidential, but I'll say, I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so I, he told me that Kyle Kyle, which is the original bass player, he kind of was like, he's like a video game, he's like a gamer, and he's got all these video games, he plays video games and stuff, and he has this game where he can name the villains. In his game, and he named them all of us. <laughs> like he's, got, he's got a Lance Eric one. He's got a Timmy Russell one. He's got a. So, I was like, "That's fucking crazy, man! That is fucking nuts!" And I, I, I'm kind of flattered that they think of me. <laughs> they just don't know me, man. They don't know that I'm really. I don't really care, and I would invite any of them back to to jam, you know, and. It's just, it's weird. They're just weird, man. They're just weird, like, bitter people is all I can say. And they just, they need to make up things to make themselves feel better. Or I don't know. It's crazy. So, in other words, maybe it's just time to, to move the fuck on. Be happy with what you're doing, man. You know, be um, he he does, he, he plays on his band, you know, his, his blues band. Be happy with that, man. I think I any say. of us. 
and this is where I get slightly sanctimonious. I think any of us that, especially at this point in the world, if any of us are playing and making some kind of money, you should fucking be happy. Especially after the last year and a half, two years. I, dude, if I just played locally, I'd be happy. I'm successful locally. I'm cool with it. I'm blessed to be able to tour the world and, and play and and do those things. And of course, I'm, I think Joe, who got me in the band, and I think all my lucky stars, uh, and I'm blessed to be able to do any of that stuff. So, right. and, I, and I'm thankful, like I said, I'm thankful to those guys, all of them. They wrote the songs that I'm able to play right now and make a living and do what I do. Right. But they quit. They quit a long time ago. Eventually, if you if you take your ball and go home, I mean, it's that's on you. It's not on anybody else. You can't yeah. be mad at somebody else. And here's the other thing that just popped in my head. The flip side of that is if you reverse the roles and somebody called them to do something. No, I don't want to do that. Yeah, they would. They, they would do the same exact thing because you're gigging, especially if it was somebody you're a fan of. But you say that, but what happened to him on Rocklahoma? What happened to him joining the band? What happened to him doing some other shows? He's like, nah, I'll pass. No, no, no. no. Fair, fair on that point. I meant if the roles were reversed where somebody that they weren't involved with originally called them. For, for example, insert, what, what's his name, Mark? Yeah. See, I wouldn't. Mark Knight. Yeah, that dude. Insert Mark Knight's favorite band here. If they called him, what's he going to say? No, I'm not, I'm not interested. That's what I mean by reversing the roles. Yeah. Well, sure. That makes sense. It's it's just what it is. Yeah. You know? And I, again, I'm not I'm not I'm not bagging on the guy. I could care less. I don't know anything about him other than they have something against me. They they it's it's funny. I don't know if you're familiar with um and I hate to give there's a website out there. It's like a National Enquirer of hair bands. Um, very, very pale guy runs it. Who <laughs> doesn't like me anymore? So he, uh, <laughs> they like to, they like to talk shit about me a lot because um, I'm, I, I've been vocal a lot. I've been vocal online about it, and they, they pick up the story and they, nine times out of ten, it's to bash me and to turn it. And so, I'm used to it. Um, but they, 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 he goes on there and they, they just basically were fat shaming me over the 2019 tour. And it was even the titles. And then, and I called him out on one, one time on it. And then the next headline was Lance Eric fat shames himself. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It's Dude, I'm not. I'm not huge, man. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. Per, per, I'm not like a, a big rock star or any anything by any means. And I'm like, it must be a real slow news day with these guys. <laughs> because I was on. I was like the the cover like for two times, two or three times in one week, and it was basically just to bash me. And I'm just sitting there going, man, you guys are just. You don't know me. You have no idea what's going on. I'm all for that. I was cool with it. Right. But they just perceived him and his wife just really just thought that I was solely involved with it to stop it. And I was like, whatever. He never reached out to me to even really ask what's going on. And Joe's the type of person that just he'll, he doesn't like conflict. So he kind of just goes, you guys deal with it. Right. I, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. So it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. 
It's just weird. It's just kid stuff. You're fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, dude, I'm a guy. It really doesn't hurt my feelings to call me fat, man. <laughs> Plus, I'm 6'4". I'm a, I'm a big dude, dude. I'm not like these little fucking little guys that wear a little size 28 jeans. and Yeah, I'm not that. Right. Okay. I am. No, wait. I don't wear 28. I'm fatter than that. Yeah, you are a big fucking dude. Those of you that know me personally that have never met Lance, I mean, obviously, most of you that know me personally know that I'm slightly vertically challenged. Um, <laughs> I'm five, nine and three quarters on a good day. But Lance is a big fucking dude. So there is that. It's not like in you're photos, a I usually, exactly. In photos, I usually look like security. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever I'm posing with, I look like I'm watching over them. <laughs> I remember... Uh, I don't know where we were. I think we were on fourth street and for some reason, not for some reason, me, you and Dave were going to another bar, but for some reason I decided to stand in the middle of you two. And it was funny as fuck. And I wish somebody would have a picture of that because Dave, what is Dave? Six, three and you're six, four. No, and he's taller than I am. He's six, five. He's taller than me. Oh, that's right. I had it backwards. Anyway, my little ass in between you two is fucking funny. I wish somebody had a picture of that. Yeah. If you fuckers have a picture of that, send it to me. The Twin what Towers. Yeah. <laughs> we used to hang out. Him and, him and I would go to NAMM together. And, and that, that was back when I was heavily drinking and he was drinking. So we were causing a lot of, lot of issues. But nobody would mess with us because we were, <laughs> were some big, two big guys out there. You two big fucking dudes. And he's a nut. <laughs> he's doing well though god love he's, him he's great man he's he's crushing it so what else you got going on um i don't i, I want to be all negative i want to i want to no, give you a, a platform to to do what you need to do but i also want to make sure you're okay i'm great it's it's fine it is what it is if the guy if i i don't know what's in the future for the for bang tango um i don't know i have no idea i'm, I'm open to whatever um, nothing's talked about right now, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm happy. I don't, I don't care. I've done everything that I really wanted to do. Right. Um, I, I have, I've made tons of friends with quite honestly, it's just really cool for me. I mean, I, I, a lot of the, a lot of my friends were hanging on my wall 30 years ago, you know, and, and they like call me and we talk all the time. Just, just a lot of the musicians that it's just cool for me. It's just like, these that are is super cool. A lot, most of them are just real people like you and I, man. They just, they're just, they have a cool job and they've done it for a long time. And right. And so it's, it's really cool to get to um, hang with a lot of those guys. A lot of festivals that we do, you, you see them, not the person on stage, you know, right. you see a real person. You get to know that real person, and and most of the time, it's pleasant, you know. And they're really cool, and you develop. I've developed a lot of friendships and just a, a lot of cool. F uh, influences of mine um that i've become friends with that i can call up and and shoot the shit with and when they come to town or i go to town they come out and see us or i go out and see them you know no that so, is definitely cool that's cool whatever shit, happens, happens whatever happens happens i don't know at this point like i said but um like i said my my uh local band uh, color chaos uh, i say local but we've we played out of state i guess we're I guess you call us a national band at this point, but um, we played Rocklahoma this year. Did really well there. Um, that was Rob Zombie's headline that night. So uh, we played out there. Our new single is out right now, Cynical. Our new video is out. 
Nice. Now you can see me in a uh, black fur coat. I've seen. Have I've you seen, seen that one? It's faux fur. Just so you know. Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's our. <laughs> that's our new video. Yeah, you don't see a six foot four guy wearing a fur coat. You. It's exactly. Kind of I don't give a shit. I don't care if it's faux or not. You look good in it. But um, I you know I mean even during this pandemic and stuff, I've you just develop friendships in the in the business and I got two different endorsements just over COVID. You know, Ooh. like, um, Ooh, and, who are you and, endorsed by? Uh, well, Spectre's one of them, but I've been with Spectre for 20, 20 plus years. Well, I knew that. That's why I was, that's why I parked up and sat up and I said, who are you endorsed by? Cause I didn't know you got two new ones. Enki, uh, it's a, it's a, uh, guitar, it's a guitar case. It's like a flight case. Um, they make cases for us, double cases. They kind of, oh. they're, they're super nice. E N K I is the name of the N key, which is nice. The um, uh, Al Bain out in uh, LA, he makes uh, guitar straps and stuff, he makes guitar straps and clothes, leather clothes for everybody. He just made me a new strap. He said that, uh, mine, mine and Blackie Lawless's are the longest straps he's ever made in his life. So we have the record. Nice. In tall and long arms, I need a 76-inch strap, so that's a lot of leather. Yeah. So he, he, uh, he said that mine and Blackie's were the longest ones he's ever made. And then that's I got crazy. Yeah, I got my, uh, my songwriting partner and I, Roger Penton, he, uh, we just we, uh, recorded a song that we wrote, and we got um, Eric Levy from Night Ranger. He plays the piano on it. Oh, very cool. That'll be out we're trying to put it out before the end of the year. Um, but the song's done. It's mixed. We're doing the, we're putting in the video and we're going to put the video out at the same time as the song. But, uh, it's a song that, that we wrote. It's a mellow song. It's all piano oriented, but, um, Eric right. just killed it on the guy is just, just such a phenomenal player. He's just so good. So we got him to play the piano on it. And, um, yeah, that should be out pretty soon. Nice. So other than, um, Everything you just talked about is in. I'm I'm specifically going back to Color of Chaos. Are you with everything finally? I guess finally opening up. However you want to word it. Are you planning on doing any kind of touring or quote runs or any one-offs here and there? Are you just going to kind of primarily stay around Phoenix? No, we uh, we actually had a about a week and a half run planned um, around the original Rocklahoma date in 2020. Gotcha. Uh, through Kansas and the little area out there, um, so no, we're we're ready. We're ready to do all that. We have a lot of promoters and club owners that want to book us. Um, this particular year, it was still kind of iffy about the clubs around the country. Right. So we just did Rocklahoma and flew home, and and just didn't do any of those dates. But uh, I'm next year, next summer for sure, we will be booking. Um, out of the state for sure um by then i'm sure our, our second record will be out um most of the songs are done for that nice um, we just wanted to put a, a single out which is single which is cynical we just wanted to put something out to keep people let people know we're still here we're still doing what we do it's just you know right hey y'all we're over here how y'all doing <laughs> so, it's cool it was it's a good song it's um it's a cool video we shot here and um, it was a fun one to do. So yeah, we'll be, we'll be out in 2022. Definitely playing. Nice. Well, you need to, um, you need to 
tell everybody and plug all your shit. Where can everybody find all of your stuff? Um, Colorofchaos.com. We're also on Facebook. Um, if you want to follow Bang Tango, it's ver- uh, Bang Tango Verified. Um, Color Chaos and Bang Tango have uh, Instagrams as well. I kind of run most of those, so I update them myself. Um, That's because you're 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 smart. You're smart. You were smart. You just got to market, man. You gotta, Absolutely. You, you got to keep you got to keep relevant and keep your face good. People forget. They, forget they do. Not, even a six foot four dude in a fur coat, they forget. <laughs> <laughs> Some well, people we, forget that. Well, there is that. That's the stuff of nightmares, brother. Um, so you're gonna, picturing you're picturing just a fur coat. I actually had more on the more clothes on than that. It's it's not just a fur coat, Steve. Why why you got why you got to call me out like that? Damn. I'm just making sure. No. We're on the same no. page. That's that's really fucked up. <laughs> really fucked up. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I was going to say you said keep yourself going and out there. It, we definitely definitely live in a time of short attention spans. Mhm. People have zero attention spans anymore. They are definitely focused in other directions for sure, and and a lot of it's good. A lot of it's it. You can take that for what it is, but a lot of it's positive, especially being uh, entertainers. So to, right. they want to go out and they want to forget that stuff. So true. That's the positive spin on it. You know, when we play out and these little clubs and stuff out here, it, it's back to normal. I mean, there's there's the clubs are packed and everything, and they just people want to forget. They don't want to be. And they don't want to mess with the mass. They don't want to mess with the shit and that shit, politics. And they just want to go out and forget for a night. That's yep. what it's all about. That's what it's always been about. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, movie, the point of it is an escape. Musicians, movie stars, any type of, they just want to forget for a little bit. And mm-hmm. there's a place, you know, for it. But then there's a place to 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 go out and just forget, have fun, yep. man, just just re- re- recharge. I agree. It's I agree. For a lot of people, for a long time, and mostly myself, you couldn't. There was no music. There, you couldn't go anywhere, obviously. And we did a. My songwriting partner and I, Roger, I was talking about. We did a lot of um, acoustic. We called them kitchen concerts, so we'd go live in our own in our own kitchen here, right? And just play for an hour or two every month, and those were blowing up, man. We're just 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 Facebook live and there were there right. were so many people watching so many people requesting it and it was just like they just they needed that you need that outlook you need that you know you got you got to have you got to have something to to look forward to you know well something pos- yeah definitely something positive but i also think it's it's whether people realize it or not they need that release of of whatever pent up issues they have going on it, it could be something as small as oh shit my 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 sister's an asshole or oh my god my house is getting repossessed and everything in between and it's not belittling anybody's issues but people's issues they want to forget about that's the whole point of entertainment it's been the point since the beginning of of fucking time why why was entertainment invented to give people an escape i sure i certainly need it absolutely even us the ones that do some of the entertaining we still need an escape too it is Definitely, definitely uh, recharges me, man. Just being able to play and uh, I don't even—I forgot. I'm like you. I just—I I can't think of the word. 
Oh, you got, <laughs> you're getting dumb word disease like I got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to recharge and refresh. Uh, it'll happen one day. <laughs> Somebody said I'll sleep when I'm dead. There is that. Um, uh, yeah, I've, 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 I've been saying that a lot lately. I went from uh, no shows to a shit ton of shows. Um, and I'm not complaining. Don't worry, kids. I'll do a show on that later. We'll talk about it later. Um, good for you. That's cool. Oh, it is. It is good. But I, I completely understand. It's I, I've said it for a long time, and and sometimes I, I um, some days I believe it, and then some days I don't. It just depends on my mental state. Uh, but you only get one go around. Fucking do your thing and do do what you want and do the best you can. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. That's it. That's exactly it, man. That's a great point. That's just my philosophy. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my days where I want to kick doors down and, and go, why did it fucking happen to me? But then again, <laughs> I I have days where I just want to open a door and go, man, I've had an amazing life, which I have. So it's all about perspective. I agree, man. We're all yeah, that's, that's being human. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's all human traits. Human traits. I like that. Start a band called Human Traits. That's opening a whole thing. That would be <laughs> all right. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> what kind of thing would we open? Wait, what would we? What would we do though? We need Dave in the band. He could do something. Nah, fuck that. We'll do what everybody <laughs> else has never wanted to do, and we'll just really have two lead bass players. Fuck it. <laughs> lead bass. <laughs> I'll let him do that. Moody the booty. <laughs> That's, that's what I call the Moody the Booty. <laughs> All right, dude. What else is going on? Anything else you want to talk about? You want to get off your chest? Or are you good? I think we're good, man. I think we touched everything. I think we did, too. I miss you. Even though I haven't you, seen brother. you in, in, in person in, in years, I, I, do, uh, I do miss chatting with you. We used to chat more than we do now. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, I agree. Well, I moved to, to – to, as I've – called it now i don't call it florida or tampa anymore i call it <clears throat> and i quote fucking florida because everything you know in the old in the old gangster movies when they would yeah. all talk about moving to fucking florida that's what they all had I mean, that's kind of where i the accent no i just i blame everything on fucking florida now <laughs> <laughs> i i love florida other than the humidity man that'd be hitting kicked my balls Oh yeah, it's it's hot here, but that's not what bothers me. The sun bothers me. I'm a pasty, tattooed, white trash kid who has no fucking hair. I do not like sunburn at all. Mm. But what I was going to say is, because of moving down here and trying to get my life together, quote unquote, I, I've been a shitty friend to a lot of people. So on my show, I would like to apologize to you. To me? Oh, yeah. Nah, you don't have to do that, bro. We, I understand. I, I'm guilty of it as well, man. And I didn't I, move anywhere. I think <laughs> you got an excuse. You moved. You're taking care of your, you know, your in-laws. You know, you're doing all kinds of stuff, man. That's understandable. True, but you know what though? It was it was brought to my attention, um, and and something made me kind of think about it uh, when one of our very dear friends came and visited us down here, and we had a long conversation about it. And I went, that fucking dude is right. Hmm. Um, and I'm not going to call him out just because you guys know I have no issue with that. But it was a private conversation, and it's not my story to tell. But what I walked away from it with was, holy shit, he's right. He's a million percent right. 
and then I heard something on another show because you know I listen to a lot of podcasts. And this this guy came on and he was talking about some somebody had recently passed away, a a celebrity friend of his or whatever. But the point was, he said, "Man, you need to give people flowers while they're here, not when they're dead." And I thought that was kind of cool. That could be even uh, a uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a song. Oh. Well, yeah, but that's 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 like a that could be a metaphor as well. Could be, or was that literal? Um, both it could be literal or a metaphor. Yeah, I get I'm that. Take, I'm taking it as both, given the context of what he was talking about. But but I that struck me as well. I was, wow, that's it's not deep, but it's deep at the same time. If you I'm really taking deep. that, I'm taking that away with uh, from this interview with uh, with that. I'm going to keep that. You're gonna that's keep good. that? Yeah, that's good. I'll give okay. you credit. Well, I'll say it's your buddy, but I'll give you credit where credit's due. But that's good. I, I like that a lot. That makes sense. So. Yeah, I, I dig it. Give give people flowers while they're here, not when they're dead. That, that is a lyric. Or you can use "gone." Give them. Flowers. I won't take the lyric. I'm not gonna write a song about it. That's, that's you. That's, that's you and that's you and your friend. You can have that. Oh no 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 no! That I got involved. From, no, that I got from something else. Oh, we'll talk later. All right. <laughs> All right, brother. Y'all good? Yes, brother. Thank you I, very I, much, man. I like ending it with that. That is pretty good. You're very welcome. Yes. You don't ever have to thank me. I, I No, I appreciate it, man. I'm glad you got back on it, too. So you uh, you do very well at this. So I would oh, you know, thanks, keep, it, keep it up as much as you can, man, because it's cool. I, I am. And like I, I said, I, I had people contacted me, and I was like, I don't know who those people are. And then I, I was like, let's see if Steve fucking wants to do it. And uh, you know, if you're interested in getting your name out there doing this, this is a cool way to doing it. And because it'll get it'll get picked up, your name will be on there. <laughs> dude, believe that. me, dude, it'll it'll blow up. But uh, well, and, and that's cool. And and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not doing this because of that. I'm doing this because you're my friend. You you sure. you shot me a text and you said, hey, I've got something i want to do and i said absolutely my my door is always open for you then for that i appreciate it absolutely be cool man anytime anything you ever need brother you let me know you need some bass on something i can record here too i can record I have, here and send you shit nice i have not gotten to where i can record yet i mean i brain wise i can do it but i just i'm living in an apartment now and and I got an electric rig and it's not the greatest one. Um, the one I want is like eight grand. Come on, Roland. Y'all are fucking expensive. I'm going to need you to stop that shit. Um, but if I get one that's a little bit, a couple levels up, I won't mind recording with an electric kit. Um, and I have the, I can, I'll just have to get a, uh, uh, what do you call it? An interface. And the, those are nothing. Um, so eventually, the, that's a very long way of saying. Eventually, I will be able to re, to record stuff too and send it out wherever it needs to go. So we, well, another, we should definitely figure that out. Sure. Here's another thing I, that I want to add to it. Um, another thing that I was that we did over the a pandemic is I did a recording with uh, John Karabi. We did um, uh, "Electric Eye" by uh, Judas Priest. Oh, nice. Um, a guy, Randy Walker, who's out here in Phoenix. Uh, during the pandemic, he was getting guys, and we were just emailing our tracks to each other. And he put together Randy Walker is an amazing dude. You can you can find him and all his stuff on Facebook and stuff. But uh, he put together this thing and asked me to to play on um on this track, and it's it's badass. It's really cool. Nice. It's on YouTube right now. It's it's 
it's been out for I don't know maybe six months now, but it's really cool. You got to check it out. It's uh, Electric Eye by Judas Priest, Karabi singing, and Robbie Lochner from um, uh, Jack Russell's Great White is is playing guitar, and then there's a couple local guys uh, that in uh, Phoenix that played uh, drums and rhythm guitar. Oh, nice! But it's Very cool. cool. Karabi singing. That I was like, wow, that's I can't picture that. And when when I heard it, I was like, dude, he killed that dude, it. That dude's a badass singer. I I love Karabi, man. He's like one of the coolest dudes you'll ever meet in your life, and he's just he's humble, and he can still belt it, man. Just just check out the song; it's cool. I mean, anybody trying to pull off Rob Halford is is got some balls, but oh, absolutely, he definitely he definitely did it. It was cool. It's a cool track, but it was fun to do. Nice. I'll yeah, I'll check that out, and I'll put all that stuff in the show notes too. Um, and, and he's one of those dudes that I've always thought was underappreciated. Um, oh, sure. I don't think he gets a recognition he deserved cause he's, such, I hate the word deserved, but in this case it, it's warranted. Um, he's such a badass. And when I was on the Delana tour, she actually brought up work, working with him and she said the same thing. And I mean, you you know she's a, a powerhouse fucking singer. She can sing the mm-hmm. damn phone book, and she was like, "Dude, nobody is as good as Karabi." So He's, that um, was awesome. I got to know him really well in a lot of the cruises that we played. That we played. I I think I did five or six cruises. Those Monsters of Rock cruises, and oh, nice. he was he's on all of them. He's like the mayor. I mean, he's Larry Moran's. <laughs> I think they even call him the mayor at this, or the captain, or something. Mayor. I think he's the mayor of the cruises or something like, but he's always there. Um, sometimes he doesn't even play. He's just there, but uh, I hung out with him quite a bit. I hung out with him a lot, um, on the cruises and just a great dude. And we, we were, there was a couple of times we share some stories and there was a group of us talking and, um, I got his ear on one of them. It was, I won't go, I won't tell you the story cause it's, it's horrible and really gross, but we were saying that, uh, <laughs> we were, uh, we were as a group of us sitting there talking and then we were going, well, what's the grossest thing you've ever just come on, just on the tour? What's the grossest thing you just went, Oh my God. And they were telling their stories and I basically just said, here, hold my beer. And I, and I told, I told the story that happened to from my guitar player and from Bang Tango, and they went, "Oh my God, that's horrible! It's nasty, just Ew. just gross." But uh, I won that. I won that uh, conversation. Nice. But it was fun. He said, "Hey, hold my beer." Yeah. <laughs> I knew it because I was here and there. So I was like, "That's pretty. That's pretty gross. Yeah, that's gross. That's sick. Yeah, here you go." <laughs> and and we'll let the imagination run with that one. Yeah, there was no, there was no uh, voting on that one. They were all <laughs> that I had won that conversation. Son of a bitch, you win, dude. Fuck. <laughs> a, I'm sure you know, but there's a lot of stories that can be told. My book will be, definitely be fun to write. However, I probably will not work in the business again if I release it. <laughs> so maybe when I'm done touring and all that, I'll, I'll do my book. Well, just just write it for yourself and don't let nobody else know that you're doing it. And just wait, just wait until I'm done, just and then wait. go. Really, yeah, tell I, all. Yeah, because I will tell. I can promise you this: going back and having to fucking Google yourself and try to remember everything you did sucked. <laughs> oh, it I got, sucked. 
I have a I, I have a memory of a lot of things that we did. There, there was yeah, there's a lot of things. Though. There's a lot of stuff I could add to that book. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's it's it's a lot more than you realize because I do not doubt that you remember a lot of shit, dude. I fucking opened for Sponge. I don't remember it, and I don't do drugs, nor do I drink. <laughs> How do I not remember opening for fucking Sponge? Well, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And you've done more shit than I have. That's yeah. That's that's probably another chapter. Why don't I remember? <laughs> chapter forty-seven. Why can't I fucking remember anything I've ever done? And then move to the next chapter after that. Yeah, that's the whole chapter. That's the whole chapter. Eight, I don't eighteen remember. question marks, and that's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. We're gonna leave it there. And uh, you got to remit. I'm gonna test you real fast. What's the quote? What did I just give you? Um, give the, the the one we're leaving with? Yes, the one we're leaving with. We're leaving with, um, don't wait till your friends die to give them flowers. That's kind of like that. that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. Give What's them the flowers t- while they're here, not when they're gone. They? All right, I'll, yeah, I'll rumor that one. I like, I like how you worded it too, though. It was kind of the cliff notes of what you said. It was paraphrased. I like paraphrasing because I can't remember shit. I suffer from CRS. Can't remember shit. I'll rewrite it so it sounds more poetic like you did. (laughs) I stole it from somebody else. (laughs) I didn't write shit. I beat on circles with fucking wooden sticks, dude. I'm not real smart. You you made it sound poetic is what I mean. All right, fine. Should I do it in a really shitty British accent? (laughs) The British accent definitely does enhance it. (laughs) The Florida accent, maybe. Dude, there's some rednecks down here. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> on 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 my show, I said it. There's some fucking rednecks here. Okay, I'm out, brother. You good? Right, Thank you again, man. Just uh, if you need anything, let me know. Absolutely, same oh. to you. Cool, right, thanks, dude. brother. Have a good night, man. I appreciate it, and uh, stay safe out there. Congratulations on all your shows, man. Oh, I'll be watching. Okay. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Have a good one. You too. Well. That's it, kids. That's the show for now. Hope you dug it. Hope you enjoyed uh, listening to a little bit of band drama. Cause, and this is no diss on Lance or disrespect to Lance, but that's kind of what it is, all stemming from one party. Lance gave his opinion of the whole matter, and I think he's got a pretty level head on his shoulders. I've known him for a few years, so I side with him. Not because he's my friend, but because... When you get on Facebook or or any social media and you type dumb shit such as, uh, you're fat, uh, you're dumb, uh, you look dorky. What are you, in fucking high school? Just stop. It's, it's stop. It's dumb. Get a fucking life. So anyway, I side with Lance because I... There was never a conversation that was had. He was never reached out to. Nobody ever asked his opinion. And then all the shit went down, hit the fan, and some people reached out to him to get his, quote, rebuttal or his opinion or his rebuke. Don't worry, I only did it once. I'm not going to do it again. And uh, he reached out to me. So there you have it. That's it in a nutshell. That's the, uh, the saga that Lance is going through right now. And again, I side with him. He's 100% the right most other people would do it. You take a job, you got to do that job, you're going to get paid for the job. And people that left that job, if they want to come back, eh. Some people like the idea of certain things, but when the reality of certain things 
kind of shows up and rears its ugly head, that's when people usually tuck tail and run. It's just been my experience anyway. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you follow all Lance's social medias if you're not doing that already. And uh, that's it. Make sure you check out the Soul Circus Cowboy stuff. Cheap plug for myself. Bang Tango and Color of Chaos. Cheap plug for Lance. Plug, 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 plug away and support all your artist friends. And as I say at the end of every single fucking episode, no matter how far apart, go do some shit. Yep, that's right. Go do some shit. Go follow your friends. Go support all your local musician friends. And for fuck's sake, be nice to each other. Y'all being too fucking mean to each other. It's just getting annoying. Ugh. I mean, I know I'm not the most people-y guy ever, but damn. Sometimes motherfuckers just suck. There, I said it. That's it. I'm out. So until next time, I will talk at you soon.